Hi, welcome to another edition of the Sanctioned Citizen Podcast with your hostess, Tempest Del Fuego. Um, I wanted to talk today about vaccination passports. Vaccination passports are not mandatory. And, you know, the Biden administration went on record today that they shall not be mandatory and that they will be delegating the matter to the private sector. Private companies will be handling your passport, vaccination passport business. Hmm. Okay. Well, private companies aggregate a lot of data. And then the government may buy that data if they are curious. So there's nothing preventing them to do that if they are a government contractor. So passports of any kind may be relevant. For instance, you know, the vaccination passport is relevant for many travelers already. They have a passport with existing vaccinations. They're like, I have this right here. I use it all the time. I'm an international traveler of the globe. I need it to go to small Republic of Africa over here and Thailand. And, you know, because I'm a specialty cat groomers that, that works on Egyptian mouths, um, they just go all over the place and they needed a vaccination passport to make sure that they don't have malaria or some oblique weird disease that they're this small country does not allow. So this is typical nuance that no American deals with. The reason why a COVID-19 passport might be relevant right now is because we're under this weird, you know, elastic kind of COVID medical Sharia. I don't know how else to explain it. It's, it's a, it's a doctrine of petty tyranny. Laws kind of invented as we go. There's been a lot of inconsistent mandates, you know, mandates that are applicable and will kill people are permitted to just roll on and on and roll right over people and kill them like they did in New York, um, where Governor Mary Cuomo said, let's put really sick people or people infected with really, really vulnerable old people and dying people and see what happens. So, uh, you know, he's on his own on that one. I think the governor of New York is in a really unwinning uh, proposition for staying in any kind of power. I just uh, don't have much more to add on that. You know, at one point, Kirkland, Washington was the epicenter of all nursing home, like, COVID disaster. You know, I think it's possible my personal little conspiracy theory is, and is unproven, but possible, that he looked at what happened to this small town in, in western Washington and said, you know what, they're the center of the universe right now, and they did nothing but basically blow up one nursing home with a terrible amount of COVID and no one knows why. So we're going to do that. And then all the, all the cameras will point back at New York city and go, Oh my God, they are the worst COVID disaster. Okay. You're calling me on it, Sophie. I'll, I'll do better in my editorial. So that's my editorial news cat. She's in here trying to tell me to move on. Anyways, it's probably, probably not true, but he did it anyway. And a lot of people died. So, 
Back to vaccination passports. Vaccination passports are going to be someone's problem and someone's solution. Uh, But they are not mandatory as of today. Now, if COVID, COVID mandate law, which is fluid and prone to petty tyranny, uh, if you have the wrong governor, uh, maybe more, more uh, flexible and flexible. But there will be some guidelines that are released by the Biden administration. Hopefully they will be fair-minded. And my best hope is that we review the national emergency statutes that allow for this you know petty tyranny to prevail in the time of a a national emergency we want to believe the best about our leaders and our leadership but we've seen some really grotesque uh over administration uh bad governance by over governing um excessive limitations that have actually killed people and really curtailed american freedoms and we just can't be that country we are america we need our freedoms back i'm sorry if it's inconveniencing some people who might be democrats or leftist or right-wing extremist or whoever you are in america you can't please everybody and that's not the point of freedom the point of freedom is for you to go do you and me to go do mine and that's the way it is and, you know, the, the, for instance, the freedom of this speech that I am sharing with you is that if you don't like it, you can choose something else to listen to. No one's injured. That's the way it is. Those are the facts. Now, we live in a time where cancel culture is hired by hit firms. They're, and they're kind of coordinated between, you know, people who are monetizing whoever you are in an algorithm. And if you're not getting enough juice, they'll start some drama with your with your coin prospect that looks like you and represents you in that in that ecosystem. They'll start some drama with that that coin. And then all this jumpy attention will come at you and it will start making data change all over the place and you're just going to start ringing cash registers in China all over the place cuz your data is money. Once it goes over there. And you know, there, once it stops, you become not so not so valuable. Um, but as long as there's drama and transaction and, and things like that going on, then then you're you're lit, you're relevant to to the AI and the machine and the people who make money from data. So that's why that's why a lot of people were in Congress this past week. They were they were in trouble again. They're going to be in trouble again and again and again and again until Congress gets it through their head. They can't just, you know, play buddies with, you know, Big Tech one week and ask them for endorsements one week and take a bunch of pack money from them one week and let their their de facto public policy centers in Western Washington and, and Northern California make all the decisions for the rest of us. It's really important that, you know, if they are recruited to do work on behalf of the government, that they be accountable to the American people. So, you know, if 
the taxpayers don't elect Google or Facebook or any of these other people to, to administrate um, towards them. And if they are going to act like Iranian despots or Pol Pot or, or Xi Jinping and cut our mics, um, you know, they're not really operating, operating on, on an even American standard. And, you know, for that, they, they need to be quit. You know, they want to believe that they can't be left, that they're invincible. And that's why they started going after their competition and making people like, I guess there was Parler. Uh, that was that was one, you know, problem child for, for Twitter because they were hoovering out a bunch of their followers. I mean, the people who were on board with Donald Trump, you know, my thought is like, if you don't like Donald Trump's people... Why not just let them go somewhere else? But no, they wanted to to suck out all of the Trump people and all of the universe as an act of enmity. And all they did was demonstrate that they're going to just, you know, they're not really even-handed administrators that were hired by the American people, but they're they're behaving like petty despots. And what's really weird is that you can't give these people morality that they don't possess. You know, that their character isn't built up for that. People who run companies run companies, like, from a dictatorship architecture. Okay? I think that Microsoft was one of the companies that brought in a consultant and said, Okay, what kind of government do you actually want to be? And they said, Well, we want to be egalitarian. This was the story. I don't know if it's true. But there's a myth out there. There's a story that I heard. And um, I can't confirm it, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway because it's inspiring. Uh, they said Microsoft brought in a consultant to ask them, what, what kind of government would you be? Well, well maybe we might want to be more like Sweden. So they created um, a governance model for the way that the company was to work so that it would emulate a type of government based on the amount of people working there that that would be, you know, according to a certain ethic or value. Um, and I thought that that was really cool, you know. If you, what, what kind of government would you want to be if you realize one day you have so many people underneath you that you could be a small country? It, it's a good question to ask. So... You know, at this point, I think that Twitter is a stanistan, and because they're just knocking people off right and left, and they're under the control of so many other foreign dictatorships like China, and you know, anybody can roar at them the wrong way, and they're like, ah, you know, they just we just want the algorithm to make money today, you know, so that they they operate and act like a poor poor Latin American republic or a stanistan. You know, that can be just kind of pushed around by a bigger, more demonic government. <laughs> you know, and they don't listen to to the United States because, you know, they're, even though they're, they have the most legitimate paternalist claim, they're like, no, I just, I'm just not going to listen to you because I don't know why they don't listen to our government. You know, they get, they get 
punched around by these other big governments all over the world. But when it comes to our own government, they're like, no, screw you. We're going to lawyer up and we hate you, I guess. Twitter, do you hate America? Do you hate the people who, you know, maybe it's just the people you hired. Maybe they hate America. You know, it just it just comes across like, you know, we, you know, you build this platform based on free speech. You know, anybody can go on there and be like, "Hey, here's three sentences of whatever I think." Blah. And then somehow that becomes micromanaged years and years and years later. And then people who want to follow you can't because there's someone like trying to organize your friend list like for the people who follow you like it's a six-year-old's birthday party well I want this this person to play with this person and we don't want to let this person come over and talk to this person because I, they shouldn't be associating because I don't like their parents and you know what adults what the hell you know this is why people are leaving your service I mean this these helicopter parent dramas like don't belong on a business platform they don't belong in front of your dishes don't belong in front of congress jack dorsey okay i'm moving on vaccination passports they're they're optional i don't really have more to add to to that other than than they're optional um lots of people were super freaked out about it in fact it it kind of rose up like a blister and popped overnight and then went way back down and and the biden administration was like whoa well that was quite a reaction let's just make sure that that's not mandatory so i'm you know great job world of american people you didn't have to put up with that crap and so you didn't so let's let's see how it goes we'll, we'll keep an eye on it uh but if it becomes, you know, th right now it appears to be feather light. But if in two days it becomes like a heavy ass boot, we'll we'll come back and do do more. We'll we'll just do some more, okay? I promise. I promise not to go away. And so I'm gonna move on to this next thing. The next thing is there's a confluence of CCP influences in our technology companies, our media companies, and other things that it kind of is undeniable it's kind of in the water here in western washington and i i don't think people are really talking about the stuff that's actually going on right underneath the nose like it's it's really close it's like my lady mustache like you know i need to we need to do something about this so i mean you can see it you know people know that the ccp are building enormous high-rises in bellevue 40% of the city work staff are foreign nationals. That's actually no big deal. We hire people from other countries to work in our city governments all the time. Now, somebody, some people might be totally freaked out by that. I'm freaked out if they're Iran or CCP Chinese. Okay? That's who freaks me out. Now, if they're a Hong Kong national over here doing their, doing their thing, you know, good. You know, maybe maybe you'll just stay and get out from underneath the trouble. You know, I, I want you to fuel up and be okay. You know, I want Taiwan be okay. I want Tibet to get back. I want them to be okay. So 
you know, all those people, regardless of my well wishes, <laughs> the Chinese government is not uh, known for its excessive compassion uh, for our citizens, their personal information, our boundaries, our electronic rights, stuff like that. So the fact that they're anchoring and taking root, you know, there's knowledge that they have the Belt and Road System internationally. Uh, there's some there's some truth to the, the effect that they've got, you know, a portion of the paid freeways here in western Washington, which creeps me out. That if I want to go on the speed freeway, on the 520, I have to go pay China. That's weird. It's always been weird. It's always made me feel really weird. Uh, if I want to go to Olympia on the I-5 and go fast, got to pay China. That's the state government capital. That's really weird. Um, like I said, enormous high-rises. You know, being harassed at Whole Foods in Bellevue. You know, by Chinese people. I mean, but they're not, they're not like American Chinese people. They're CCP people. <laughs> and you'll know because they look at you like, you suck. I shouldn't have to talk to you. You're a subhuman piece of crap. And, like, I, all I did was come to the counter with this thing. I would like to buy it. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just know right away when you're dealing with somebody who, who is not, you know, who's anti-American. They want you to feel bad about it. And, let me see. I think there was a story done about these EB, EB2 or EB1 businesses. Um, EB1 or 2 visas. I've been in one of those places, um, ostensibly, like, probably CCP-owned. It was really weird. It was like walking into a new, uh, it was probably as close as I can describe it, it was probably as, like a, like a Chinese airport. There was nothing in English, and, um, you know, it, half of the businesses were sh shut down by the middle of the day. You know, there were barely any lights on. It was it was really strange. It was a strange situation. And, um, you know, there's just certain things that you see around here that you probably wouldn't see in other places. <clears throat> like I said, the China, China, sorry, China and Iran came to an agreement as an allies against the U.S. this weekend. Like, they signed a 25-year treaty. Bellevue is home to a huge Iranian-American population. Does that mean that they're guilty of being Iranian-Americans? No. But if they have a bunch of Iranians there, and they happen to work for the city government, and they're suddenly yanked on by the Iranian government to go do stuff or we're gonna not let you come home or there will be something bad that happens to your family in Iran blah 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 you know coercion is coercion and both of those nation states are really bad for their ability to be terrible repressive regimes that don't care about the rights of their own citizens and if we emulate them and we let them pervade our governance systems we're gonna reflect those values we got a lot of American freedoms and we're treating them like garbage. Because these people who come in are telling us to treat them like garbage. 
we're hiring them in our government and we're surprised that this is what we're getting. So <clears throat> I don't actually know how many people are CCP working for the local government, but Bellevue is a great place to start. So uh, I am greatly concerned, but the people around here, this is the most alarming thing about this podcast. The people around here are not concerned. They do not appear to be concerned. My hairdresser, who's Vietnamese, her husband, who is a veteran, he's really concerned. He works for Goldman Sachs, and he was climbing the walls and demanding that she move with him immediately to Indiana. That was two weeks ago. I don't know if she's going to get to keep her business or not, but that was a situation. Other people in this area are in that situation, but they are quietly suffering similar situations because they're uncomfortable and it's going on all around them and there's a lot of denialism here. So I'm just going to wrap with that. I wish you well. I am Tempest Del Fuego and I hope to be talking to you soon. I just wanted to add one addendum before I go. Uh, There was definitely some recent news uh, in Reuters about um, how the CCP is exporting their surveillance technology. I did want to add that Seattle has so much surveillance and that the people around here seem to be true believers in government surveillance. And there was nearly no blowback. I mean, they were curious, you know, and, and their, their complicity manifested as, as denialism. And I I think that that's what it is, is that they're at, they're secretly approving of what's going on in context of, of erasing American justified constitutional rights and freedoms that, you know, anywhere else in the, in the continental U S you would be like, Hey, this is not all right. Can you, can you, just, you know, go with me on this one a little bit. And they just look at you with this blank goat eyed stare. And like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they just don't seem to have the feel or the etch of American constitutional freedoms, unless you're talking to, you know, a different segment of the population. Uh, it's less open. People are withdrawn. I don't think that this area is necessarily introverted by nature. I think it's become introverted because of the nature of the leftist politic around here, which is actually pretty brute. Um, there is an aggressive progressive reputation, but I think it's gone a little bit far beyond that, especially because you've had, you know, people like Antifa who, or just, you know, they just fold over and say, okay, take over the police precinct. We don't care. And the thing is, is that they're allowing that to happen on purpose. They're going to like, they're going to let crazy people run over you if they, they serve a purpose. If they're use, literally useful idiots for the communist regime around here. So you have to be careful who you're talking to sometimes. Um, 
you want to be open. You want to be more forthcoming. You want to be more communicative about your, you know, what it is that you're doing or your values or, you know, where you go shopping or whatever. But because people are so introverted around here, now that they've resorted to all kinds of, you know, little covert surveillances because people aren't talking to them anymore. So people get behind their computers and they, they become inverted into this big electronic funnel where everything's controlled and engineered and, and tweaked the way a lot of people want it to be. But if you don't want to go in there, then they're going to try to find some other way to cow you into to doing what they want. You know, and they let crazy people scream at you. That's one of the ways that they do that. They surround themselves with, you know, mentally deranged homeless people and they hire mentally imbalanced people to work in lower levels of government and you know they don't compensate the cops so they're demoralized and so you get this this kind of creeping sense of anxiety that anyone can come get you you know that people are cheap and they can be bought and you know you start thinking terrible negative things about humanity when the government's bad this is the kind of stuff that goes on so that's why I started this podcast. It's time to just open up and say, here's what's going on. I'm an extrovert. I had a radio show when I got here. But the people in my in my city government decided to not tell me that they ran the building. And then they had people come by the house and root through my garbage every week. So that's the kind of stuff that goes on here. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to report on it. I'm going to tell the truth. And I'm going to tell everybody that can listen to a podcast. So, you know, consider it free negative press, Seattle, King County, because you have so earned it. That's all I really had to say. Tempest del Fuego, lighting you on fire. Next time.